Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Today is Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. This morning, I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 16. These verses are a part of our Read the Bible in a Year program, which we are just about to get started again next week uh, as we celebrate the new year. Once again, our daily Bible readings will all be posted right on our website, emmanuelmankato.org. If you're looking for a good New Year's resolution, one might be to read the whole Bible next year. So there's an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading, and a psalm or a proverb to read each day. You can go right to our website, click on the links, and it'll even... Uh, give you links to a website that will read the Bible to you if you just want to listen to it. Or maybe if you don't want to do the whole Bible, just listen to the New Testament or just listen to the Psalms next year. But either way, we hope you can get into God's Word. As mentioned earlier, our devotion for today is based on Revelation 19:11 to 16. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepresses of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We've been, in my family, reading the New Testament this past year. And we started way back last January in Matthew. We made our way through the Gospels and through the epistles of Paul and through some of the general letters. And now you make your way at the end of the year, in the month of December, we've been reading Revelation. And Revelation can be a difficult book to interpret. And there are many hard uh, visions and, and difficult things to understand in that book. But here we're coming to the very end to Revelation 19, which there's only a couple chapters following this chapter in the whole Bible, and we see in this vision of John the Apostle, Jesus arriving. He's arriving on the scene. Uh, he's coming in order to declare victory over sin, death, and the devil, to invite all those who believe in him home to heaven forever with him. And here we're comforted to know that when Jesus does come again, he's going to come in power and might. The reason why I wanted to do this devotion day is it's such a contrast to the Jesus that we think of this time of year. Just a few days ago, we celebrated Christmas and we think of that beautiful nativity scene and the baby laid in the manger and we think of the cute cuddly sheep and the shepherds and the donkeys and the cows and the, we think of the wise men coming later with the uh, gifts and offerings to Jesus, the little boy. And, you know, it's always get caught up in the, the beauty and the, the cuteness and the innocence of the baby Jesus that all of a sudden we forget about what Jesus truly has come to do. Jesus has truly come to fight a battle. He has come to win a victory. And he did. Through his death on the cross, through his glorious resurrection, he defeated sin, death, and the devil. And when he comes again, he's going to come to destroy those wicked works once and for all. And so when we see this 
this description of Jesus here, this is something that should bring us great comfort and joy. Even though it hasn't always to Christians, you know, there's a description from Martin Luther about a picture uh, that he saw of this version of Jesus, of Jesus with the sword coming out of his mouth, coming to strike the nations, ruling them with a rod of iron, uh, treading them with fierceness and wrath. And Luther for years thought of that, thought of Jesus as a a judging, a judgmental and uh, terrible figure who was coming to count all his of Luther's misdeeds and to punish him for each and every one. But it's a reminder too, isn't it, that Jesus has washed us away in his, washed away our sins in his blood, that he has rescued and redeemed us through who he is. And so we see Jesus coming. We see his names there being faithful and true, which are just two beautiful names to describe Jesus, aren't they? Because isn't Jesus the one who's faithful to us, no matter how faithless we might be, he is always faithful. He is always abiding with us. He is always comforting us with his presence. He never lets us down. He never fails to do what he promises. And he is true. You know, his word is truth. He's given us uh, everything he has told us has been true. Every promise he's made has been kept. Uh, so we can trust and believe in all that he says and does. And so it says there in righteousness, he judges. And there he has many crowns and a name written which no one knows which is so interesting that in verse 12 it says, He has a name written that no one knows except himself. But then verse 13 says, His name is called the Word of God. And that's a very uh, Johenian thing, or it's a thing that John the Apostle likes to do. Because if you go to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, it talks about how in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's describing Jesus Christ. So John calls Jesus the Word in his Gospel. He also calls him the Word in his first epistle, uh, very beginning of First John, he talks about the word of life which was given to us. And now here in Revelation, which was also written by the Apostle John, his name is called the word of God too. And that word is really all of the Bible. All of the Bible is uh, the word of God. It is what God has taught us about who Jesus is, what he's done for us. Every word that Jesus spoke during his life here on earth was uh, intended to help us and to teach us and to lead us to grow in our faith and understanding. And indeed, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so that word is so key. It's really, it personifies and defines who Jesus is. And it's that word of God that accomplishes his purpose. And that's what that sharp sword is that's coming out of his mouth. The word that Jesus spoke is the word of God. And as the writer to the Hebrews describes, the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to divide between soul and spirit, between uh, bone and marrow. And so Jesus is here described as this, this judge of all who's coming to uh, strike the nations, to rule the earth, to tread the winepress with the fierceness of his wrath. And then finally he's given this name, you know, this guy who has a name written that no one knows. It says, the, but he's called the word of God. He's called faithful and true. And then finally in verse 16, on his robe and his thigh is a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. You know, that's what Jesus truly is. And that's what we need to remember during this Christmas season is that Jesus is the king over all of the kings. He's the Lord over all of other lords. That's what threatened Herod the Great so much that he killed all the little baby boys in Bethlehem was that he wanted to get rid of this king of kings. Uh, but you cannot, and no power on earth is powerful enough to remove Jesus from his throne. He is king over all. He's the Lord of all the nations on the earth. And at the last day when Jesus comes again in glory, as is described here, at that time every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So just an awesome description of our Savior Jesus as this, this warrior, this one who's coming to judge in righteousness and to make war on the enemies of God. Uh, and what a comfort it is for us to know that this Jesus 
who is the same Jesus uh, who was laid in the manger, is on our side, that he is fighting for us and that he's already defeated these worst enemies of ours and that our king is the king of kings and that our Lord is the Lord of lords and he is faithful and true to us in all that he says and does. And he promises on that last day that he will welcome all of us to heaven, saying, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. May you take comfort in this savior Jesus, this warrior Jesus, who's fighting for you during this Christmas season and throughout your earthly journey. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and bless you for sending your son Jesus during this Christmas season. We pray that you would bless and encourage us as we think of his work and all that he came to do. Help us to see how he won victory for us through his humility. Help us to see how through lowliness and serving others, he won salvation for us, defeating sin, death, and the devil. So now when he comes again, he can come in glory, honor, and might as the King of kings and Lord of lords to bring all of us to heaven forever. Bless us in Jesus' saving name. Amen. So a couple weekly updates and reminders for you. Uh, last week, the voters at Emmanuel got together and called Pastor Aaron Udy of Rapid City, South Dakota, to fill our vacancy here at Emmanuel. Uh, I have been in contact with Pastor Udy via email. I haven't talked to him on the phone yet, but I plan to this week, and I'll see what the Lord has in store as he considers this call, and pray the Lord would bless this deliberation and encourage him uh, in the direction that God has for him and for us as well. I want to say thank you to everybody for the wonderful Christmas services we had this past week, especially our children and uh, all the organizers of the Christmas Eve service. really was a wonderful program. Everybody did such a good job. Thank you to all of you and, and especially also the musicians and all those who lent their talents, whether it be through their voice or through instruments and so forth. Just a wonderful Christmas uh, celebration this year. I want to thank everybody for their hard work with that. Uh, this coming weekend uh, is New Year's weekend. We will have our regular worship services on Saturday evening and on Sunday morning. So plan on 6 p.m. Saturday night or 10 a.m. Sunday morning. We will have Bible class and Sunday school as well uh, offered. So uh, plan on attending those, whether it be Saturday night after church or Sunday morning before church. We normally host a New Year's Eve service uh, that would be Sunday night this year. However, this year we are not going to be doing that uh, with being down a pastor and with it being the same day as our regular Sunday worship. The deacons decided just to cancel our New Year's Eve service this year, uh, but we will still have a special New Year's Day service, so that would be on Monday morning next week at 10 a.m. Uh, we will be doing our traditional New Year's Day song service. Uh, in which the members of the congregation are going to be welcome to come to select hymns that they want to sing. So all year long, I select hymns for us to sing in our worship services, but this is the one day a year that you get to select hymns to sing. So please pick out some favorites uh, and come raise your hand at the appropriate times, and I'll call on you, and our organists who are preparing uh, will be ready to play whatever hymns you might pick out of, out of the red hymnal or out of the worship supplement. Uh, last thing I want to highlight for you this week is that uh, our family devotion books that we all signed up for in the past few weeks have arrived today. Um, so you can pick them up in the church uh, narthex. They'll be ready to go. Our plan is in 2024 to encourage every uh, family here at Emmanuel to grab this devotional book and to uh, day by day go through the devotion together, reading and growing in God's Word as we make our way through the year. And I really think if we can have our families gathered together around God's Word, 
um, that's only going to bless us as a congregation, as our church family, as we gather around God's word as well. Um, there was a slight change uh, I ha- was planning on doing Beside Quiet Waters as the uh, devotional book for this year. When I got a hold of the publishing house, they were uh, running low on those copies and they weren't going to be able to get us nearly what we needed. So we switched gears. Uh, the new book we're going to be doing is entitled Together with Jesus, although it is written by the same author and it's the same format with a day-by-day devotional, so shouldn't change things too much. If you did not get signed up for it, that's fine. We've ordered extra copies. We just really hope that every uh, buddy who wants a devotional, every family at Emmanuel will grab a devotion book and use it throughout the year, growing in God's word together all year long. And finally, we'll come to our prayer list today, uh, where prayer list includes our cancer patients, Pastor John Hine up in Fridley. Pray for Marlene Hanel and the, the lung cancer she's been dealing with. For Kate Zowers, the daughter of Carl and Luann Friedrichs down in Florida, uh, who's getting cancer treatments. We also pray on behalf of Jim Lean, uh, the Bizak Lean's father, who is, I believe, in hospice care. And we pray on behalf of Ken Strand, Rick Hoffman, and Judy Milkey, all of whom were hospitalized or had surgery recently and are now recovering at home. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today. Uh, we'll do today hymn 341, which speaks of the crowns of our Savior Jesus as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake my soul and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Crown him the virgin's son, the God incarnate born, whose arm those crimson trophies won which now his brow adorn. Fruit of the mystic rose, as of that rose the stem, the root whence mercy ever flows, the babe of Bethlehem. Crown him the Lord of love, behold his hands and side, rich wounds yet visible above, in beauty glorified. No angel in the sky can fully bear that sight, but downward bends his wondering eye, a mystery so bright. Crown him the Lord of life, who triumphed o'er the grave, and rose victorious in the strife for those he came to save. His glories now we sing, who died and rose on high, who died eternal life to bring, and lives that death may die. Crown him the Lord of heaven, enthroned in worlds above. Crown him the king to whom is given the wondrous name of love. Crown him with many crowns as thrones before him fall. Crown him, ye kings, with many crowns, for he is king of all. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.